Welcome, welcome back. I'm Jason Clank, one of your co-hosts, and uh, at the Coffee Table Podcast has been uh, revamped and reloaded and ready to uh, record again. And my new co-host is Bob Kahn. And Bob and I um, connected through our real estate businesses and the, the coaching that I was doing for real estate agents and, um, you know, the friendship evolved. And I, I was thinking to myself, I was thinking to myself, Bob, that I was hoping to go, you know, young and pretty, but I want age, I want with the other direction, I want age with like a fine wine. So here we are at, at the coffee wait, table. Wait, 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 what do you mean? I can't get away from the age, my, my dark yeah. hair. <laughs> wisdom wise wisdom i've established i I've, I've, I've wisdom and knowledge and Absolutely. the other words that go with it <laughs> how are you um so you know i have 85 this will be the 85th episode of at the coffee table which floors may have that many but um there's been a big pause in between doing episodes and i thought it was time to shake things up a bit create a new logo um, get a co-host that can help facilitate some of the conversations and hopefully um, get some great guests uh, to join us at the coffee table. And, you know, I started, I had started this podcast based around, you know, all my years in the firehouse and, you know, we'd sit around the kitchen or the coffee table and solve all of the world's problems over a cup of coffee or three. Um, and, you know, I'm oh, sorry. What's that? And it wasn't that different in the old the olden days of real estate back in the eighties when I yeah. came in. Yeah. Um, the office was the core, the center. And I can't tell you how many times the broker would go, Okay, guys, now that you've solved the world's problems, could you go make money? You know, so it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. Stop talking, go make money. Yeah, um, right. yeah you know, it's it's the concept of just being able to sit around and have conversation, which these days is not easy. A lot of the times these days, there's too much animosity. There's too much, there's the cancel culture. There's, you have to agree with me or else. Um, and the, I just, I yearn for the days of being able to agree to disagree and have a great conversation and move on and, and go have a beer or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I remember, they used to have, um, I don't know if it was movies, video, or whatever. You'd see in the Congress, um, one side against the other, yelling and screaming. And But they, when it was over, it was over. They they went out and they played golf. They ate whatever it is. Nowadays, yeah, I can't tell if they hate each other or if it's just put on for political reasons. And uh, right. I have a lot of friends who aren't. I'm a liberal. I'm a liberal, I'm a, a fiscal conservative, but I'm a liberal and we don't talk politics mm -hmm. because it, and that's really sad because I used to love talking about politics. I was never the kind of person to say, Jason, your ideas suck. Um, you don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. It was a natural thing for me to let the person talk and go, well, you know, I agree to disagree or whatever the thing was. Yeah. And in our world today, it's scary. It's scary yeah. that um, a group of people have turned everything upside down. 
Yes. Uh, to me, the most important people in this country is us, not them. Correct. They seem yeah. to have forgotten that little detail, you know. But yeah, it, you know, and you know, I was going to say, you know, I, I'm a constitutionalist by heart. Um, I identify with a lot of the libertarian platform, you mm -hmm. know, less government, you know, more about the people, less government control. Um, I think that, and I've talked about this before, how a lot of what's going on now has been a playbook that's been in play for many, many decades. And it's about keeping the powerful, powerful and, and everybody else below that. Um, but the, the, the thing is, is like in this day and age with all this technology, we're all connected in a matter of a second. We can find information out in a matter of a second. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we can do all our own fact checking. <laughs> you know, we, 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 uh, we have been groomed to be employees, worker bees. The system was created, if you remember, from basic high school, college history, it was the wealthy people that wanted to get rid of the king. Not because they didn't like the king, though I don't think he was that likable yeah. from what I'm reading, but because he, they were taking money that they didn't feel he should. So when you think about it, and again, this is my opinion for what it's worth, this country was founded on money or keeping the rich rich and in order to keep the rich rich they had to have people to work for them to create products to buy products and um our educational system has become a school both college high school elementary for workers to teach workers how to be workers what do you want to be when you grow up jason yep, worker bees you know not what do you think you want to be? No, you know, if you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, a dentist, whatever, go to school. But so many yes. of us spent a fortune on college and aren't even doing yes. what we got a degree in. My degree is. Oh, I, 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 I talk about it all the time. My, 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 my degree sitting up there looks pretty. I can't do a damn thing with it. What is your degree in? Uh, fire service administration. Can't do a damn thing with it. Well, you had, you did, but you know it's over I, I now. I did, but yeah. But yeah, you know, it, it's. We've talked about this last week. Um, by the way, folks, we talk every week. This just came up in our conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Elementary school is the beginning of education for children. Besides what's going on for the first five years at home, and mm -hmm. the three things that I feel very strongly should be taught is how to study, what it means, mm -hmm. how to think. Mm -hmm. Not what you think, but what I think, mm -hmm. you know, individual and finance. Yes. And I remember my son, hope he's not listening, uh, <laughs> as late as like middle school, he really wasn't good at looking at an analog clock and telling what time it was. He wasn't yeah. really good counting change yep. and I, I i'll take some of the blame but the school system that's what they should teach yes and, and yeah. then the and teachers it, that the teachers that want to get scolded or get lambasted yeah because yeah, it doesn't fit the to... go ahead go ahead sorry yeah what i was going to say it doesn't fit the political agenda of, of the individual state that's controlling the purse strings of the budgets of the school system no the 
the country needs workers. We have, yes. you know, they have they have yet to accept the fact that the reason they're having trouble fulfilling spots is because they want to be treated like a human being. They want a wage yeah. that uh, Robert Rice, the former Secretary of um, Commerce, I forgot what his title was. I only read him every day. He said, if you go back to the time of like Kennedy from the minimum wage then, which I think was a buck and a quarter to today, if you had the same inf inflationary rate, people would be making $61 an hour. You had CEOs back then, which was like a 71, 70 to one difference between what they were making and the lowest rung of the, uh, the ladder. Yeah. Today, it's like 360 versus the one. Yeah. And um, the inequities are going to cost us one way or the yep. other. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I think that certain parties <laughs> <laughs> made a mistake. The court made a mistake. And I believe, hopefully, but that's, again, my liberal thinking, that come November, it's going to hurt them badly because yeah. of the uh, Roe versus Wade and especially because of what they did to the soldiers, the, the veterans, yeah. of yeah. which I am one. Didn't yeah. affect me personally, right. but they messed up big time. And I hope, I hope that if they get slapped in the back of the head, it wakes them up to become the Republican Party as it was. Because I was never a fan of the Republican Party, but at least you could talk to them. You know, I, yeah. I think I told this story where we were at Fort Hamilton in New York having dinner. And my parents were diehard Kennedy uh, voters. And my aunt and uncle were diehard uh, Nixon uh, voters. And they were going at it. Ah, and including the, ah, you're stupid, you know. Yeah. But when it was done, there was no animosity. We started no. laughing. Yeah. And that's how it should be. Yes. I have no right to try to change your opinion any more than I have a duty to hear it. Sure. You know? So, yeah, no, that reminds me of a, a very good good friend of mine that he, he has very strong political views and he'll, we're such great friends that he'll just call me up and ask me a question, you know, or, or challenge me on maybe something with the libertarian platform. Did you know that this they support blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, I don't identify with the entire platform. It's just a majority of it. Right. So, but I, I also learned like during presidential elections, especially the last one, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I am not having a conversation with you because there's just, there's no even ground there. <laughs> um, it, it's, it, it's, it's interesting because I think as we go generation to generation, like your generation, my parents' generation, even most of my generation had a duty to serve kind of aspect that was built and wo woven into the fabric of who we are. So yeah. it was That's always encouraged to, to, to be of service to either politically in the armed forces, in your community, whatever it might be. We were, we were driven to be of service at some point in our lives. Yeah. 
I it's really waned as these as the generations have moved on. Um, simply, what's that? I said I agree a hundred percent. Oh yeah, it's it's waned. <laughs> it, it's waned as we've gone through these these younger generations because that the attraction to service isn't as high as, as it was when in my generation, your generation and, and, and beyond or in between. Um, uh-huh. It's, but the thing is you'd like, to me, you learn the most lessons, the most value when you're of service and it doesn't matter how, because that could be community services. It could be political, whatever. The, the biggest lessons I, I think I've ever learned is being, you know, serving the community. I, I remember years and years and years ago, I was doing so well in real estate. I was in a town called Maplewood, New Jersey, and they had a Lions Club. And the Lions are dedicated to serving the, the visually impaired. Yeah. And my father had been in it. So I said, I think I'll, you know, I, I was making money from the town. I want to give back. And yeah. it felt so natural. And I, And I think anybody that's in sales, if they're doing it right, they're doing a service there. It's as Zig Ziglar said, if you give people enough people, you help people, enough people get what they want, then you'll get what you want. And um, any salesperson that is thinking, as, as they say in real estate with commission breath, is <laughs> not doing, they're not doing it right. They may be making a lot no. of money, no. but yep. it's why when I was, if you were to go back to 19, even when I came in real estate in the ninth, early 1980s, if people would say, well, what do you do for a living? I go, oh, I'm a real estate agent. Oh, right. Now mm-hmm. you ask people, and this is a phenomenon. What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a real estate agent. Oh, and it's <laughs> like, well, what do you mean? Oh, no, you know, right. it, it, we, whether it's NAR, National Association of Realtors, or the individual agents, have destroyed the image of the realtor where if they did a they do these polls all the time. And sometimes yeah. we're above and below lawyers and used car dealers when we used to be on the top. Yeah. You know, where doctors and lawyers were. Yep. So there's there's a an ups it's an upside down world. Almost did you ever read uh, Superman comics? Oh yeah. Okay, remember the uh, what was the, the the alternate universe, whatever he used to call it, what the writers used to call it. I feel like somewhere along the line we stepped over a line and we're in an alternate universe because to me nothing's making any sense. No, you know, no, it, it not, just... I question a whole lot more of the world now than I ever have. You know, before you know, growing up our only source of information and news was the news was the media outlets, the few of them that, that there were in every little locale. And that was the only, yeah. TV, radio, yep. Newspapers. Yep. So that was our source. But, but now it's like you, you see things and you read things and you hear things and it's like something about that, you know, one plus one is not equaling two based on the information that's being provided. And, you know, like I said, we, we can all become our own fact checkers now 
um, instantly because we have all this information. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that politically, I don't know how we started off this thing with politics because we both yeah know, right, but politically it seems that they went off course and they can't get it back. And it was way it was way before 2016. Yes, way before. Yeah. Um, I, I probably all the shenanigans that goes on that's now out in the open was probably there covertly since the country was formed. Yeah. But we didn't know. And it was it was kind of like if I don't know it can't hurt me. Right. Right. And yeah, it's 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 like I, I I was saying that one of the things I've like the different books I've read and things that I've seen, it almost seems like at, at the turn of the 20th century is when the power power struggle started. Um, and, you know, going up through like World War Two and, you know, Eisenhower's getting in bed with 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 the Russians and. It just that whole power play, and then they kind of tease Great Britain along just to tease Great Britain along. Um, but it, realistically, it was all between the U.S. and, and Russia, who was going to be the major player in the in the on the globe. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we've always our country has always portrayed itself as. Remember the Cowboys? You had the ones in the dark hats with the bad guys, and the guys in the, the white hats with the good guys. We've always yeah. portrayed ourselves as uh, white hats, but we know that's not true because there is no perfection. What right. I was reading something in the last year or so that when the wall fell down and perestroika was going on, instead of welcoming the Soviet Union, that was now Russia, into the world, we cut. We kind of not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Yeah. And yeah. that that kind of opened it up for people like Putin. Yeah, you know. And I just, I just realized I said I, I said when Eisenhower got in bed with Russia, it was more like FDR. It wasn't Eisenhower. I just misspoke. But um, well, no, you're right. I in a sense he did. He yeah. was the head of the whole shebang in military, anyway. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I I I think you're right. I think that you know when they pick or choose a who's Who's calling? I just had an interesting conversation with a with a armed forces member, and he's stationed in Germany and part of monitoring the conflict in Ukraine. And some of the things he was talking about is is interesting of how the U.S. understands that it can't be involved in Ukraine, but it's still involved in Ukraine. That you know it's. It's controlling who's in NATO and not in NATO and um, trying to keep their, but then I think about now my mind's kind of bouncing around. Then I think about how, you know, you have all this, you always have war hawks and you have the war hawks that want conflict and something to defend and a war to start. But then I think about in the nineties the mid nineties, when they the BRAC commission starts axing military installations um, it, it's, and granted technology has made a lot of ground up from that, you know, not, not the need of having as many installations as much as having the technology available to, 
to uh, get the job done, but it's, you just watch. I, I always tell people, watch the history. Watch the history as it goes through. Watch, pay attention to history, and you learn a lot of lessons that way. Well, the problem is they don't. History is constantly being repeated. Santiana yeah. said you don't learn from it, you keep repeating it. Yeah. I had a, I was looking for a meme. Sorry, I was being rude, but I, <laughs> I have a meme of a general whose name I do not remember, who basically said there hasn't been a single war that our nation ever fought that wasn't to keep the rich rich, uphold the, the rich the richocracy. I can't even yeah. say the word right. Nah. Yeah, the, old, the oligarchs. Um, we try to point fingers. We try to point fingers at other countries about their human rights. And yet, we have not such a great record here. Ask any Puerto Rican about that who lives on the island. You know, ask the black folks and the Latin folks in this country just how everything yeah. is. You know, it, it's, yeah. I don't think any country has the right to tell another country how to run their country. Suggest? No. Yeah, you know, maybe if. But we like to sure. stick our nose in everybody's business and wonder why we get it snapped. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, why well, I wonder why it turns into conflict. <laughs> you know, you th we would choose. It used to be that we never gave a damn, it seems, what how the leadership treated their people. As long as they were pro-American, woohoo! Right, like, right. Like, like Saudi Arabia. 19 of the 22 that crashed the planes were from Saudi Arabia. Think there's a connection? Nah. Nah. It has nothing to do with oil. No, 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 no. Or, or Aramco, you know, Vietnam. Vietnam was fought for its resources because we couldn't let the commies take the resources. Well, guess right. what? They did. They did. Yep, <laughs> you know, for sure. It, it, what if they, I, I had a post at our station in Bangkok, Thailand, in the, in the army, I had a post on the walls. What if they gave a war and nobody came? <laughs> you know, Jason, you want to start a war, then you're going to fight their leader. You know, it's like, did you ever see the movie? Uh, oh, crap. It was Brad Pitt. He plays, uh, God, it's, first thing you lose is your brain. And then, you know, what the heck is he was a warrior. God, I just watched it. Anyway, they were going to have this big battle, the Trojans and the uh, Greeks. But they decided that they'll have their best guy fight their best guy, Achilles. Yeah, Brad Pitt paid Achilles. And Brad Pitt killed the yep. other guy. The war was over. I think that's a wonderful idea. Yeah, one-on-one. On one. You know, I'd rather <laughs> not. I'd rather see no <laughs> war, period. But at least yeah. only two. One piece, one person dies. This is the craziest <laughs> conversation. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's uh, who knows what the the next decade is going to be like. Um, and I'm around for it. <laughs> what's that? I hope I'm around for it. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> um. I don't know. I just, I, I get nervous for younger generations. My, you know, my kids, yeah. my grandkids generation. Um, it's, it's just, troubling. it's, it is, it's very troubling and it's very, 
like the the acceptance of government control of our world you know they'll government will take care of us they'll keep printing money and they'll take care of debts and they'll take care of uh health care and they'll take care of um you know businesses and so on but it, it, it just it, if it doesn't play into the the playbook of this one percent elite it, it doesn't happen and, it, and that's just it shouldn't be that way well they it was again. It wasn't always like that. Citizens United really, really opened the book, so to speak. But aside from the depression, when FDR brought all the programs in, a lot of them we still have today. Government never really gave a crap about the people. The only time mm-hmm. they gave a crap about the people is after 1913, because then they can take money from them. Yeah, which still yeah. amazes me that the, the wealthy let them do that. Right. <laughs> Right. You know, it, it, it's just it's mind boggling in a nation like this was supposed to be the the example that somebody like Bezos, somebody like um, what's his face from from Tesla, Musk. Yeah, could, pay Musk. Zero tax, could be worth trillions of dollars and pay zero tax. And then you and I have to pay the, the fair, the so-called fair share, but they don't. And I think the government, government meaning the individual politicians, let's be straight about it. Yeah. If they, don't, if they, if they go against pharmaceutical, oil, farmers, et cetera, they won't get elected, they think. Funny thing is, if you can't get elected on what you did, you shouldn't be elected in the first place. No, yeah, for sure. Definitely shouldn't be elected for what you didn't do. <laughs> Wow. I, I mean, <laughs> the Constitution, and it's a bad paraphrase, basically calls them citizen representatives. Mm-hmm. And what that simply meant was you had a real job, but yeah. every fortnight or so you'd go to Washington or Philadelphia or where the heck the capital was, and you do the nation's business. Then you, you get a stipend for the hotel and food. Then you go home. Yeah, It was never meant from my interpretation, and I'm not on the Supreme Court, but my interpretation, it was never meant to be a career. Now, nope. obviously, no. when you only had 13 states versus 50, something had to change. Sure. But there's no doubt, I don't think there are very many people other than the participants who think that term limits are a bad idea. I, I'm 100, 100% on board. <laughs> you know? Um, I think, uh, what's his face? Uh, God, I hate losing my mind. <laughs> but basically, uh-huh. you want to solve, solve the problem, term limits, force the participants in Congress and the Senate to take regular Medicare or health care benefits. They don't get paid when they get out of business. Because yep. when I left real estate in June, funny thing is, they stopped paying me. I don't think yep, that's no more commissions. Fair. I don't think that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, um, it, it's. They, I, I love how the union they the unions are blamed for just about everything that goes wrong in the country, but yet GM 
and all the car manufacturers, GM, 40% of their, their outpour, outtake, their, their expenses, God, I can't talk anymore, is to retired people. Mm-hmm. Well, whose fault is that? Right. It's like blaming, it's like blaming uh, A-Rod and all the other multi-gazillionaires for taking the money. <laughs> you, know, you didn't have yeah. to give it to them. Right. You right. Know, speaking, of, speaking of A-Rod, the Yankees won two games in a row. <laughs> yeah, and that, that I'm sure will be part of many of our conversations of of how the Yankees play out the rest of this <laughs> this season. Um, yeah, that could be a whole episode by itself. <laughs> if if what looks like is happening, it'll make 1978 Red Sox look like pff, no big deal. No big deal. Yep. Yep. So, so. did you anyway, see that A Rod put out a, a post that? Um, what's his face from the Cardinals there that's getting ready to retire? Is that 696 home runs? What's that? Yeah, Albert Pujols. Pujols, right? 696 home runs. And that's what A-Rod left the the game with, 696 home runs. So he made a video that he he wanted to challenge Pujols that now that number 13 was available for the Yankees, that he'd come back and get in a race with them to 700. It's only four home runs, but at this point, couldn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could, because I don't know if he could hit anymore. But yeah, right. now, you know what? It's the it's he. I hope he meant it as a joke. Oh, but he it's did. Hard for sure. With it's hard to yeah. tell with him. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> like these boxers who retire then unretire, then they get their ass kicked and they don't understand why. Yeah, they, they retired for done, a reason. When you're done, you're done. If Albert yep. beats you, Albert beats you. And yep. guess what, A-Rod? He didn't do it for drugs. <laughs> if you hadn't been suspended for a whole year, maybe you would have gotten those four. Did you know to this day he says that was the best thing that ever happened to him? Getting suspended? Uh, it forced He says it forced him to get his shit together. That's you that's quote unquote. Up, up. Yep, grow up and get his shit together. And that's how he ended up starting to plan for after baseball. That's how he got into business. He got into real estate, real estate investing, financial investing, and and everything that he does now. And I got to say, I kind of commend him for growing up, for planning for his future, for looking for something beyond baseball, because he knew his years were were limited. Um, And he even admits to this day that he's never going to go to the Hall of Fame because of the stupid decisions he made. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot, few of them are like that. Um, but uh, yeah. we are victims of or rewarded for the decisions we make. And some are very, very expensive. Yep. For I'm sure. sure. It cost, cost them like $50 million or something. Yep. And, and some of them are very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't. It's hard to understand how a guy who's making two hundred. What was the contract? Two hundred and twenty million when he was in Texas. Yeah. Felt the need. Felt felt the need to to take drugs in order to compete when he was already the best in the game. Yeah. But I, you know, I don't understand the mindset. Um, but realistically, and not to get off on a on a tangent, but realistically, he was a product of what base Major League Baseball was at the time. Major League Baseball took the 
took the stance of turning a blind eye to those kind of activities because it helped the game of baseball. It helped, oh, yeah. oh, it helped the game of baseball financially. I told Nobody you told A-Rod no and other players. In uh, 19, when was McGuire? McGuire and Soda, 1997, 98, somewhere in there, hitting home yeah, runs. Yeah, like, somewhere in there. Okay. Yep. McGuire, they, they interviewed McGuire in the locker room, and right over his right shoulder, there was a bottle of Andro, which is a steroid. But nobody said anything because <laughs> the, the commissioner yep. at that time, after the debacle in 94, right? He needed baseball because baseball was losing their their shirts, but that was okay. Yep. You know, yep. what's his name? Big, Big Poppy, who was a great player, but he was found. They they said he was he was doing the drugs. He was on the list, supposedly. You know, so yeah. To me, it's yeah. all bullshit. If you want to do like like Bowie Kuhn had done with an asterisk next to the sixty-one which thank God is gone, but then yeah. you know what? Every one of these players who earned it on the field should be in the Hall of Fame, maybe in a yeah. special wing that says, you know, steroid era with asterisks next to their name. Steroid era. <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean, Jeter, Jeter has a right to be pissed off if, that, if that's true, and all the players that did it honestly and squarely, you know, but at the same time, they accomplished that. I mean, A-Rod was a Hall of Famer before he started doing the drugs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He was the best in his at his position in the game at the time. For sure. Which is one yep. of the definitions. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for and sure. We we could go in 18,000 directions. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, that's a good segue. So Bob and I will be creating weekly podcast episodes, some with an agenda, some without, some with guests, some without, but I think it's a good way to be, to, to keep it interesting. We think it's a good way to bring value. We think it's a good way to connect with others and just to give our insights of our experiences, to be able to sit down and, and have conversations no matter what they are. And it could be everything from politics to baseball and everything in between. Um, and, and this is, this is our, this is our format. You know, this is our ability to stand up at the virtual podium and or the virtual coffee table and and have conversations and, and real conversations that are you know have some kind of driven motive behind them okay <laughs> <Sounds good. laughs> so we, obviously we invite comments you know um good or bad yes we're not, yeah we're not afraid to get lambasted <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Leave whatever comments you want. We'll answer the comments. We'll answer, you know, any messages that we get because we want to know what we're doing, if we're doing it right. If you find interest, if you think we're way off base, if you don't like what we say, fine, you get a right to your opinion. If somebody has an idea of yeah. what they'd like to hear us talk about, you know, yeah. real estate probably absolutely. is big because we're both, that's where we're, how we met. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, and, and just, you know, our background, Bob has had a real estate business in New Jersey for, for many, many years, um, and 35. 35, many years and has a lot of business insight, has a lot of real estate insight. 
this podcast was never really intended to be about real estate, but I'm sure it'll be conversations that we have uh, just based on our connection there. Um, and it, it, and it, a very good point to that is you never know what connections you're going to make. You never know what the next conversation is going to lead you to another connection or the next um, by chance meeting is going to lead you. Always take the meeting, always take the phone call. That's what I, I've been saying for a better part of a couple of years. Always take the meeting, always take the phone call because you just never know where that's going to lead to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Say yes, especially when it comes to fun. Say yes to fun. Don't go, yes, yes but. Don't go, I got to think about it. Just say yes. And because I know in my yeah. life, those times where I went, I don't really want to do this, but I did it anyway for whatever reason. I always had fun. So Yeah, for sure. And, that, you know, everybody, you'll 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 find both the both of us on social and Instagram, Facebook, even TikTok. Um, the, the 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 podcast will be replayed in Facebook, YouTube and Instagram. Um, so we'd love to be able to get the comments and just take this to a whole whole new level with this whole new adventure and new format uh, that that we're attempting here. Um, but with that. Probably should really yeah, like my last name. Then it's just yeah, next time you can put your list. <laughs> so it's Bob Kahn, K-A-H-N. You find him as Robert, Robert Kahn, Kahn on Instagram. Kahn on, on uh, Facebook. It's Robert Kahn on Instagram. And I think LinkedIn. I don't remember what it is. Robert Bob Kahn on, tic, on uh, TikTok and on Twitter. And uh, I got all the bases covered. <laughs> and you, you'll catch you'll catch Bob every day with his life thoughts, um, which uh, just some great small little clips in there um, and a lot of value. Um, so, you know, with that, Bob, end it with your your the ending of your life thoughts. The ending of my life thoughts. OK. Yep. <sighs> now, what you usually say when you conclude at the end of your your life thoughts oh as always be nice stay safe and laugh a lot talk next week <laughs> be nice there you go be nice stay safe and laugh a lot and until yeah. next time we are at the coffee table podcast again episode 85 you'll find it on spotify and on social media uh episode 85 of at the coffee table podcast until next time Take care and we'll talk soon.